How's it going, everybody? I'm AJ Cueve. Welcome to Genre Geeks, Episode 6. With me, of course, is Darren Young and Matt Combs. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hello. Darren, you sound good. Uh, It's my new voice. <laughs> it's not the mic. It's your voice itself. You sounded really staticky in real life before. <laughs> if you know me, I do sound staticky in real life, but I recently got a new voice. Uh, next topic. I'm just kidding. No, a- AJ bought me a mic because I'm poor, so he bought me a microphone, and it's. It, I don't actually benefit from this change at all, but all of you do, and that's great. That's very selfless of both you and me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, how was y'all's week? Slow. What yeah, did you do, Matt? Here. Just work. That's why I was nice. slow. Uh. My week, I the only thing that is probably relevant to the podcast is I started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine at the recommendation like, uh, of both of like you guys. Like from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched the first four episodes today. Being greedy, did so. It's pretty funny. Uh, I can definitely see similarities to it and other uh, sitcoms. Parks and Rec. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like very, Parks and very similar to Parks and Rec. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Like, I started, like, watching it, and then, like, okay, that's Tom. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Ron. <laughs> you got Gina's Tom. You've got, uh, yeah, Andy Samberg is, uh, I would say, is Chris Pratt's character. Yeah, basically. I mean, I guess kind of. The jokester. Leslie is uh, whatever the, the chick's Amy. name is. Amy. Yeah, like, it's it's super trans- Even You have two Gary, Larry, Jerry's on that show. Whatever his name is, the <laughs> Sully uh, or something. Hitchcock or Scully. and Scully, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun, though. There's, I, I was surprised because Brandy generally doesn't, like, immediately jump into TV shows. It usually takes her a little bit. And, like, by that first, like, six minutes of the first episode, she was already laughing and really enjoyed it, so. That's because she's so closed-minded when it comes to TV shows. Like, she's not closed-minded. She's just, like, it's, Darren, it's not if, adventurous. She's not if, adventurous. It's different. Okay, yeah, that that's a better word. But if Friends was still on Netflix, she would still be playing that in the background all day. I know. I mean, that like I said, that's not because she doesn't want to watch other TV shows. She's just like, it's just comfort. Like, I I mean, that's it. I mean, and I'm not really much of a TV watcher, anyways. Like, I I tried to watch Arrested Development like six times by myself, and then never actually did until I me and Brandy start watching TV together, and I finally watched it. And I mean, obviously, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. But yeah, I'm just not very good at watching TV by myself. Uh, I just, I just have a hard time like focusing uh, on like when I'm doing, when I'm not doing something, I'd rather not be, not be watching TV, I guess. Like, and so it's, you know, I get to episode or season two of a show and then it's like, eh, I'd rather do something else. And then I just never finish it. So the most TV I watch is when I'm eating, like I'm like, I'm doing an activity and I want noise. Mm hmm. Because when I watch a movie, I'm actively watching the movie. But with TV, I'm like kind of passively watching it. That's the right. thing I think I watch passively. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. My wife is more so than me. She, like, I would rather watch movies all day long than start a new TV show. Yeah. Like, it's just so hard TV for me shows to commit to are that. are much more of a commitment to me. But because with TV shows, you don't have to pay attention. You don't have to. But As, like, what I mean by that is like, yeah. like overall, like commitment to the show is, you know, it's let's say the office for example is nine seasons and what like 20 something episodes 
Like that's like a long time to watch all of that. Whereas a movie is two hours and you're done. <laughs> like, and so, I don't know, it's a lot easier for me to focus for two hours on one thing rather than like six months on a thing. So, yeah. I mean, some people are better than that, but yeah, I was thinking about that today. Cause I watched, uh, I like the show better call. I guess that that's the big thing. I like to watch like serious show. I, okay. So that's my gauge. Super, super serious dramas. Like the example I'm thinking is better call Saul breaking bad type show and, or ridiculous comedies like always sunny in Philadelphia. Like that's my gauge. I have no in between. <laughs> uh, like I watched the first episode of season four, literally today they released the new, the one of the newer seasons of better call Saul Watched the first episode and I'm like, well, that was nice. It's going to take me another week and a half to watch the second episode. I just, I'm really, it, it takes a lot for me to watch like a TV show. But again, I also watched two movies today. So that's like, hmm. yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my gauge. So what, uh, what else did you do? You said you watched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just been board gaming as always. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that I love board games. So we played some board games with friends the other night because, uh, you know, our normal friends now live in Houston. So. Mm. Not not to mention any names, you Same. stupid. <laughs> uh, so so those other people aren't normal friends. No, they're the backup friend. <laughs> they're the uh, the uh, consulta- uh, consolation prize. <laughs> Let's be honest. Heath and Tori will never watch this or never listen to this. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Heath might listen to it. He listened to the Stuga cast a couple times. <laughs> oh God, Heath, I still love you, and you're not a backup friend. <laughs> you're not a backup friend gonna, you're not a backup friend he's gonna listen to this and immediately call you or text you <laughs> no no he won't he'll just like passively like think like okay i'm a backup friend now and then he'll just like move to japan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't move to japan please <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh i did a lot i say did a lot i did a lot of stupid meaning meaningless things this week amber and i watched this show on hulu and I might call it my recommendation for this episode, but it's called Lego Masters. Oh, I heard about that. I did watch it. I watched it. You watched that too? Yeah, no, I watched like two episodes of it after because it came on after The Masked Singer, which is one. (laughs) We watched one episode of that the other day, which is a very weird show. Um, But anyways, yeah, it came on after that. And it was essentially to me, it seemed like a cooking show, but just Legos. Like it was the exact same format. Yeah, it's a reality competitive show, but it's Legos and it's awesome. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I am saying that Brandy watches a lot of cooking shows, so therefore I watch a lot of cooking shows, and it was just a cooking show with Legos. Like, it was the exact same format. It was, okay, okay, Lego Masters, this week we're going to have this Lego Master on to judge your challenges, and the challenge is to do this thing. And then they just have, like, these little, like, you know, checkups, like, okay, what are you making today? Oh, I'm making a Ferris wheel out of a multicolored, you know, it's it's literally the exact same format. But I mean, that's literally any format for those kinds of shows. Like, Amber and I, I watched a, a glass-blowing competition show in exact same thing. Like, yeah, today's a, theme is the circus. Thing. So you have four hours. Go. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's, it's a, it's how you shoot that kind of show. It, it was, very, I guess it's just like very cookie cutter. And don't get me wrong. Again, I, I like Legos more than I like cooking. So I enjoyed it more than cooking shows. But I was just like, 
<laughs> what the heck? Like even down to like this, the the minute details of like they count, they're counting down from five, even though you know they already put those in place, but they're still counting down. Like you know, all right, everybody, put your Legos in place. Three, two. Everyone's yeah. rushing, rushing in quotes to get them done when they already they probably got them done like ten minutes ago. But just for the sake of the video, whatever. So yeah, for all but, we know, that was like the second take. And they're like, all right, guys, we need you to roll those, uh, your projects back. But this time more urgency clock is ticking. And they're like, the clock stopped. (laughs) Like we had a lunch break. Do you remember you stopped the clock? Cause we, no one works for 15 hours straight. (laughs) That's the other thing that was really funny too, is that the cooking shows are normally like one, two or three hours or whatever. This one mm -hmm. was 15 They got 15. My wife, because when that happened, because my wife watches a few cooking shows like that. And uh, like the, even the glass blowing show, they had like four hours, but they're like 15. I'm like, that's a long freaking day, hours. dude. That's yeah, over like, 12 hours. So that's if they started at like eight in the morning, it's going past eight at night. <laughs> yeah, like, that's ridiculous. So, and like, does that include like, do, do they stop the clock for lunch or do they have to like make a decision? Do you want lunch or do you want to finish your project? I kind of <laughs> wish they would include that information because I feel like that'd be part of the thing. You have to balance that time. Yeah, you I have mean, to balance time for a break, Bell lunch, real quick, or you yeah. want to sit down for lunch. I mean, and you just seen people choice. pass out because they decided not to eat during like during the fifteen <laughs> hours. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I agree. It's a very very cookie cutter show, but that's what I'm expecting from that style of show. I really loved Will Arnett. Uh, he was pretty funny. Like just like the bits they were doing, where it was like, yeah, this is the part. Like we've never met before and the guy's like yeah you know he's like yeah so this is the part where we have to act like we've met and talked and uh now's the part they're gonna cut to a scene of a guy like wiping a tear away exactly. and stuff like it was i liked how they kept they're like this the is wall basically yeah this is my job yeah. i have to do this this and that we all know we're like making up drama it's a yeah. lego building show um i liked it i i don't generally like those kinds of shows like i can't watch cooking shows because this, like the very reasons you were just talking about, they're yeah. all the same. Ooh, yay, cupcakes. Like, it's all the same thing. I like Legos, though. So <laughs> that was like, Amber and I watched uh, the episode, and we're like, that was fun. And, I mean, that's really it. <laughs> like, also, the, like, I thought it was hilarious that, you know, it, you, obviously, like, cooking, it makes sense that there are professionals and, like, the top of their craft in cooking. But why are there, like, actual people that are <laughs> Lego masters? Like, Dude. And where do they find them? Like, NBC had to go, like, find some, like, forum somewhere on the internet. Like, okay, who are the best <laughs> Lego people in the entire world? Just tell us, please, so we can get them like, to the show. You don't show. know about the regionals and stuff? The amateurs? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't speak much because I'm, like, one for, like, stupid niche hobbies. But, like, I just never expected that there would be someone called, like, Lego Master John or whatever. Like, is that an official title or just one for the show? Because I ra- I'd rather it be an actual official title. Yeah. <laughs> like, after, like, so much Lego, like training you get the title of lego master or lego i don't even general and then lego sergeant and then lego master i imagine like a lego apprentice where it's just like a <laughs> grueling like military type thing you're like wake up stop and give me 20 towers and like the dude's like having to build like tedious th- like uh, things i think one it was thing cool i thought was pretty cool one what? that uh, was like that they all of their creations like were all one because basically Matt, since you didn't watch it and probably some of our listeners didn't, didn't watch it either. You should watch it. (laughs) All of the, they had like eight different, there's eight teams and there was, or maybe 10 teams. I'm not sure. Eight or 10. A number. But either way, they all had like a little square, uh, you know, basically a shape that, but on that square was like a connection to a train. 
and basically they had to build a portion of a theme park in their in their little huh. square. And so once they put all the back together, then it makes one big theme park where this like little train like goes through all of their different you know things and sections that they created. So it looks that really, is like, cool. That's different than like really other cool. shows. Yeah, that's, I like that. I did see previews for it. It does look cool. I do want to watch it. And the animation was unnecessarily good. Yeah, it was like the Lego movie kind of thing where like they literally yeah. brought the theme because the theme this th- uh, that week was theme parks. So they yeah. built Lego theme parks and then they animated like, oh, this is the part where the people go down the slide and they're all happy. And like literally they stop motion animate like what yeah, it's supposed they, to be. They probably got the same animators, honestly. It probably, probably. I mean, honestly, because Will, Ar- Will Arnett was the voice of Lego Batman. Like it's Lego, like it probably is the same crew. And it's just the entire show is just a Lego ad. I mean, it's all it is. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. It's but you know, Amber, and I, we were joking about that. I'm like, this is the smartest thing Lego has done in a long, short of a movie. Because we're watching this, and I'm like, I want to go out and buy some Legos right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's it more to me. It was I was just surprised as to like how complex Legos are. Like mm-hmm. holy moly! Like they do build a built a Ferris Dude. wheel out of Legos. Did you like, catch what ridiculous. the dude said? Like with the architect guy. He yeah, was he like, was like. Oh, go that's ahead, a color. Ahead. He's like, oh, that's a color locked, uh, like length. So it's I, you did well, like making it work for you. And I'm like, oh, I guess like that literal piece only comes in that color. <laughs> so that's a thing they have to work out and try to plan for when like certain uh, size bits and stuff are only certain colors. I guess that one's only yellow. I see what you're saying. I didn't, uh, know, I didn't understand what he meant by that, by that point. But yeah, like so he did like base his theme around that specific color. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. There's that much that's thought cool. in Legos. Mm-hmm. And that dude knew that. Like there's a like a like not necessarily meta, but there's but like yeah, a, like the the Lego Master. That's why he's on the show is because he recognized that stupid little detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I want though is, and I won't spoil the who gets eliminated on the show, but I want like physical <laughs> challenges later, where it's like, all right, this week you have to build a chair that will support your weight. And like just have like <laughs> stuff like that, or like they have to like or, walk across a like a fire ember thing, like a, like, but like it's just Legos. <laughs> I want to I want to see on that show that uh, you ever see those pictures of those like life size cars made out of Legos? I want to yeah. see each team build one of those. That'd be cool. Uh, Amber and I both wanted to punch the team, the late, the old ladies on that episode. Yeah, the big the hair one, lady. Yeah, the big Oklahoma looking chick. Yeah. Yeah, like she can't she smiles and she like opens her mouth really big when she smiles, like a, the most unnatural smile. <laughs> like I I'm rubbing off an amber a bit because that's the kind of thing I am always like, and she needs to die. <laughs> and Amber, like, I didn't say anything, but Amber saw she's like, Why do I not like that woman? And I'm like, Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so yeah, Lego Masters. It's on. Uh, I watched it on Hulu. I guess you were watching it live. So, yeah, I watched. I'll it. say it's. I'll say it's worth watching. It's fun. Well, speaking of that too, since the reason that we watched it was the mask singer. Have you watched it before? I can't get into it, dude. Uh, but have you watched an episode or no? I've watched an episode, which I know is not a great <laughs> like gauge, but I've only know. watched one too. But I mean, <laughs> I just never understood the, the premise of the show, like. And essentially, the premise is that there are celebrities that are masked. Obviously, everyone never knows that portion of it. But to me, I didn't understand. Is it like, is it a competition, or do they just sing and then reveal each other randomly? And then I learned that it actually is a competition, like where they are competing against each other, 
and then the loser reveals themselves. But then I started thinking, I was like, there's only a finite number of celebrities in the world that can sing well enough, like to be on the show for the, in the first place and are also interesting enough to like be on the show. Like, and like they like be have a crap enough to be like, sure, I'll pop up on a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Because like, and it's really hilarious to like the judges, like get a chance to guess as to who they think the person is. Like, what are the chances that every single one of those judges have like a personal like dictionary or like whatever you call it? I, I, I don't know, like Wikipedia of all the celebrities in their brain because they're like, oh, I think that guy is probably the former linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs in 1975. <laughs> it's like, how do you know who that person is and how they sing? <laughs> I don't know. Either like, they are just blindly throwing a dart or like during the show or before the show, they have like a big list of these are the celebrities that could be on tonight's episode. Yeah. And some other like red herrings and stuff, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just like, I thought that was so silly because one of them was said like <laughs> some super obscure person. It was like Elvis Presley's wife. Okay. It was like, why? Who is this person? And I mean, okay. Everyone knows who that person is like, because you know, Elvis Presley, but like, why are you guessing that person? Like, I just, it was so Dude, ridiculous. Dude, that'd be a good bit. If the celebrity takes off their mask and all the guests or like the judges are like, who is that? <laughs> uh, but this, this week, uh, or the, the week that we watched the person that got revealed was Drew Carey. And that was pretty funny. Nice. Drew, I heard Lil Wayne was on there. Yeah. Lil Wayne was the first week and then Drew Carey was the second week. And yeah, like it's one of those things too, like whenever you listen back, especially after watching so much Who's Line in my life, mm-hmm. like I was like, I should have known it was Drew Carey. It sounded exactly like him, but yeah, whatever. I didn't watch the clip, but I would need to watch the clip of Lil Wayne because I could just imagine like, <laughs> like he says one word. He's like, yeah, yeah, do it. And they're like, oh, that's Lil Wayne. Hi, Lil Wayne. <laughs> I'm not lazy. Yeah, you are. No one else in the world sounds like you. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, all right, I'll see you all later. All right. All right. And like, no, you're the, you're, that's Lil Wayne. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. Who do you want to guess? Well, the robot's Lil Wayne. <laughs> uh, I got to give the show another shot. I, I just, yeah. I'm over completely over singing shows. Like Someone... the, the second YouTube became a thing, the singing show died in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. But someone, I can't, I think it might've been Heath said that, uh, the mass singer is a boomer show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I remember that conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it, it is just like a bunch of like boomer celebrities. Like, because like I said, like Elvis Presley's wife. They have like, nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dancing of the stars, but they have a bigger cast. Yeah. Where they're exactly. like B celebrities. I'm, I'm shocked Lil Wayne was on there, but like B celebrities who are like, sure, I'll, I'll show up on your show for five grand or something. But yeah, like I just... There are, are celebrities out there that sing really badly and are good. Like, well, Lil Wayne was one of them. <laughs> and it was like, why would you want to go on the show and embarrass yourself? Because you know you're going to be the first person to get eliminated. Like, I feel like the format of the show is wrong. Like, I feel like there should be more than just, like, who is the best singer. There should be, like, something else that goes into the, their judging or something. Because, like... Why would why would like a really really high end like what if Brad Pitt went on the show and he's a terrible singer but like everyone wants to see Brad Pitt but like no one wants to hear him sing? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think it's a flawed show. I don't. Yeah. I, my parents love it. So if that tells you anything about boomers, like it's 
They're like, it's so good. They have. I'm like, I don't care. Why do I care about like they have to guess who the person is? I'm like, this sounds awful. But the one thing that they do have going for them is that it does create a lot of talk. I mean, we're talking about it right now. Not that our podcast is very important, but I mean, sure. it's, my point is, is that like, you know, if you have people in your office at work or whatever and they're all talking you're like oh you, who do you think the robot is dude oh yeah i think it's this person it's just it's like that kind of stuff where it's in american idol there's only so much you can say about the way someone sings but in this one it's like that guy's a good singer and i also think it's charles haley or something i don't know just some random person so it just kind of like encourages a little bit more discussion i think i gotcha Well, Amber and I saw Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn last night. Is that the entire title of the movie? It was (laughs) the title of the movie, but we'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Go ahead. So, I did a AJ rant about episode on it. uh, I saw your post, yes. Yes, but I will say that I enjoyed it a lot, actually. I don't know anything about it. It's the best DC movie that they've done so far. And like the DCU. So like not including Joker, not the other stuff. Oh, dude, Aquaman's so bad. Better than Aquaman? Really? I like Aquaman. In my opinion. Okay, you know, I'll take that back. You also like Aquaman was, yeah. Aquaman (laughs) was right on the cusp of okay. (laughs) Wonder Woman was the best best DC movie, in my opinion. Then Shazam, then Aquaman. This is now number one, though. Wow. Um, It's really good. If any of our listeners like Budweiser... Stop listening to our podcast. Okay, go ahead, AJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it was good. Like it, I forgot it was rated R first off. So like you hear a bunch of like f bombs being dropped, and so after the first one, I'm like, oh wow, they really got that out of the way quick. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then like a stream of profanity, and then you see like a dude's leg get broken, like so it's bending the wrong way. I'm like, oh, this is definitely rated R. I totally forgot. <laughs> but it's it's super good. It reminds me of. Deadpool meets Bridesmaids. Interesting. Like if you've ever, if you saw, if obviously you've seen Deadpool, but if you've seen Bridesmaids, like it's a great female comedy that is organic to it being female. Like Matt, you will love it. Seriously. I highly recommend you go watch it, dude. You get a friend, your couple friends, go watch this movie. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, but no one is seeing this movie. (laughs) Isn't there like a lot of, uh, talk about like oh this looks awful or oh this is awful that's gonna be really bad it looked not great because the the trailer in my opinion didn't do a good job of selling the movie also to be fair it's hard to make a trailer for this kind of like rated r movie where a lot of the uh bits can't be shown on tv uh it's not sexual like at all it's not crude it's just like they cuss a lot the violence is top notch and some of the best act i think it's the best action in any dc movie like choreography wise. So they can't really do a trailer for that. So what I mentioned earlier by, uh, I'll, I'll go back to it. The name of the movie was birds of prey, the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, but because it bombed its opening weekend, which was this weekend, it only made like, I think 30 million of like a over hundred million dollar budget. It, How they, ch- they changed the name of the movie. <laughs> what is it now? Harley Quinn, the birds of prey. Oh, but the movie's out. And they, they changed change. the name of the movie. Yeah, I didn't know they could change names on the fly like that. I don't think they've done it before with the movie still out. They did it with um, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Huh. It was called huh. Live, Die, Repeat, and then they cha- everyone kept calling it Edge of Tomorrow, so the hills became Edge of Tomorrow. Because <laughs> um, I think that was like the like 
live there repeat colon or semicolons the edge of tomorrow but they did that with birds of prey because harley quinn it's harley quinn's movie she's the main character she narrates she gets the most screen time so in my opinion it should have just been harley quinn the birds of prey but so they're the reason that they named it that way is because it was it not intended to be a harley quinn story was it intended to be i really don't know dude like it's weird that's, I think the that birds was of prey are the, the rest of the cast, right? And like that's, yeah, that's a team okay. in the comics, and this is, is, is supposed. And Harley Quinn is not a member of the team, so imagine them having like X Men, the story of Captain America. They sure, yeah, <laughs> where like the character is involved in the story, but he's not a member of the team. So Harley Quinn is not a member of the Birds of Prey, but it's the Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn as well. But Harley, it is in, almost entirely Harley Quinn's movie. That's weird. Yeah. So also, like, cha- I wonder why they did it that way too. Because Harley Quinn, like, she's is a, a recognizable character. Yeah, exactly. Like, so why would they not just try to focus on the Harley Quinn portion of it? Like you said, I don't like, know. name it Harley Quinn, and like, you know, also the Birds of Prey. Like, that seems yeah, a weird it's, way to sell dude, it. It's so strange. We live in such a weird time. Did you guys hear about? Uh, they patched cats while it was in theaters. What do you mean they oh. patched cats? Like, the CGI apparently wasn't done when the movie was released oh. in theaters. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, they fixed some of the CGI and then updated that... what the movie theaters were playing. So they straight up patched a movie. <laughs> wow, we live, in, we live in a society. <laughs> yeah. So they did an update patch to Birds of Prey, and now it's <laughs> they've retitled it Harley Quinn, the Birds of Prey. <laughs> it's really... It... It's such a weird term to say, but like that's literally what it is. Like, yeah, it, like, especially you know, with cats. If you compare it, if you compare yeah. it to video games, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. What a weird time to be alive. But yeah, uh, Amber and I loved it. I laughed a lot during that movie. Really? I, that's the easily the funniest DC movie. This is what Suicide Squad should have been. Hmm. It's it really I I can't uh, if you want to hear the rest of my thoughts in detail check out the uh, the episode I, I uploaded but seriously it's I wish people would see it because I want DC to make more movies like this if DC did this kind of thing it will be it's successful in its own right and not be a ripoff of like trying to do a Marvel movie yeah that's that's always the issue is they're trying to do Marvel stuff so I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie Jay I have really high expectations for this movie now. I'm okay. I have feel okay. confident enough in the movie that go in with the expectations you now have. Well, and also like Matt, you are. I mean, in comparison to AJ, you are a simpleton when it comes to movies. Yeah, that is so, true. Yeah, I mean, like you will enjoy well, it, like, Matt. That, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, a, like AJ if AJ likes it, you're going to love super, it. Super. Yeah, AJ is super critical of movies, so like, yeah, I think this movie should be really freaking good, probably. Yeah, it will be. I I'm I firmly stand by that. And the thing is, it's weird because it's got good scores on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. It's got like a eighty or something on it, hmm. which is very good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, definitely. So it's just that's just simply like it seems like it's a good movie. Like everything was good about it. They just really bad marketing plan. Like just they sold sold it poorly. Yeah, I go into that on the episode. Like I think what it had against it was first and foremost DC movie, so that yeah. people already have a bad taste female-led cast which isn't and doesn't meet equal bad but people don't want to get preached at which is why the charlie's angels movie that came out recently like historically tanked like record-breaking tanked uh the ghostbusters remake with all the girls tanked uh oceans 8 
that was all the females tanked like female solo movies don't do well so that also uh had it going against it yeah that makes sense yeah it had a lot going against it but this movie really was good it's people don't like want to talk about it. it's the first rated r dcu movie was it really suicide squad was pg-13 really yeah, dude. I guess I, I just—I just, feel like I can think of scenes that should have been R, but I guess I can't remember it well enough. It should have been rated R. It would have been a better movie if it like it's a movie about a team of bad guys, and yeah, you decide absolutely. to make that PG thirteen. Right. This movie, like I said, this is what Suicide Squad should have been. It's just really like good. I comically I vulgar it. and those kind of things. Yeah, like comically vulgar. The things they talk about are vulgar. Uh, it's not a secret. Like in the trailer, you'll see Black Mask is the villain in this, and it is the coolest version of black mask i've ever seen because i hate black mask as a character nice he's always just been like a more stupid lex luther and not or like over the top version of carmine falcone like he's just a goon who like has henchmen kind of thing <laughs> but this was a great ewan mcgregor uh obi-wan kenobi he ha- is my favorite i say favorite like he has been my favorite performance of a villain in the past couple years he's uh he he's on the plays black mask yeah he's black mask Nice. He, like, I felt like a psych... I'm not going to spoil it, but there was a bit in the movie that happens. I absolutely believe the movie tanked because Amber and I saw it, and we were one of, like, four people, or couples, I guess, in the in the theater. Uh, so there's not a lot of people in there, so a scene happens with a very dark joke, and I was the only person losing <laughs> my mind in the theater because <laughs> the joke happened, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe they did that. And, like, I'm laughing, and... No one else is laughing, and I'm like, Amber just looks at me, and I'm like, that's funny. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So check out Birds of Prey, or I'm sorry, check out Harley Quinn. <laughs> not Birds of Prey. Yeah. Uh, there is a post-credit scene at the very, very end of the credits. Is that's uh, that's my job with my friends. Whenever we see a comic book movies, I'm the guy. Who, <laughs> the movie ends, and they look at me, and I'm like, yeah, there's something after. <laughs> or there's something, not something after. <laughs> I can attest to that. And I've been wrong once, and my wife has never let me let it go since. <laughs> what were you wrong about? Captain Marvel. There uh, was two post-credit scenes. There was a. I looked on IMDb. I looked online. There was a post-credit scene. We saw it, and I guess there was another one like after after the credits. So I've been correct about literally every other one, but because I was wrong about that one, my like reputation was tarnished to my wife. Because the thing is that like whenever you don't see a post-credit scene in the movie it just doesn't feel the same marvel has spoiled us on that what a weird thing for us to have expectations for right because that's like every movie i see like i like after toy story 3 or toy story 4 <laughs> i was like is there a post-credit scene <laughs> like, yeah and like what that is possibly, not a what, normal like, thing <laughs> it's so what, weird that that's become normal yeah yeah no that's definitely i don't know marvel spoils for sure but like mm-hmm. it's it's so, like you can easily go on YouTube like six hours after the movie it's is aired same, or though. or even less like and you'll see you can watch the exact same thing but it, it's yeah not just the it, same. it's not the same I don't know what it is it's just not the same though I think maybe segues us into the next you know movie conversation I'm sure that you want to talk about AJ sure Oscars happened and I won't go into all the boring stuff but Joker won two Oscars mm-hmm. I which. Saw that you know what fine it won it didn't win the ones i wanted it to win is all i'll say it uh, didn't win the ones you wanted to win yeah or it didn't win the ones that i didn't want it to win i should say okay. like it didn't win best picture 
Right. So, Walking yeah, Phoenix won, so that's good. Yeah. Walking Phoenix won uh for best uh best actor. Yeah, leading sure. actor. And then it won, I think, best music, original score. So yeah. sure. Once Upon a Toy Time Story in Hollywood 4. won a bunch of stuff. Toy Story 4. Okay. Toy Story 4 won, but it also had no competition, to be clear. Klaus? 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 What is that? Dude. Okay. Yeah, AJ, you should have seen watched Klaus. Klaus is really good. Yeah. What Sounds is Klaus? It's, it's a Netflix original movie about uh, the orig- or origination of Santa Claus. Yeah. It's a very it's, good movie. Yes. It's very good. Okay. I know. I did not see that. I'll have to, yeah. you, I will have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. I saw How you to Train Your Amber, Dragon, whatever it was. The Hidden that, World. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. One movie too uh, too much, I think, but it was fine. <laughs> but Toy Story Four yeah, no, was the shoe one. <laughs> it's really cool because there's just like these little things in the that Klaus movie that are like, it it is like, it, it's not the same as originate. Like I, I I don't know. It's a unique take on like how Santa Claus in real life would be. Like it's like they, it's all. Go ahead. They they make little like uh, nods to like so you know how like Santa's reindeer can fly. Well, there's I mean I I guess I'll just go ahead and say it because it's kind of hard to explain it without it. But they uh so you know like the whole tale oh Santa Claus flies around and he has flying reindeer. Well, in the movie, he's not magical at all. He's a normal dude, but he uh they were going down a hill really fast. And uh, they with had you know reindeer toys. on a you know, on a sleigh. I mean, yeah, like everything. Yeah, they had the reindeer is... on the sleigh, but they like yeah. go down a hill and up a ramp. And then there's these kids that are like are way off in the distance, and they see they happen to look up at that cliff at the same time Klaus is going off that ramp. So it looks like he's flying through the air. They're just like, whoa, he has magical reindeer. It's just like yeah, little okay. nods like that that are well, and that's really because cool. up up to that point, like there's already thought that the guy is like you know magical anyways, and so then the kids see that happen, they're like oh my god, he really is magic. Like, <laughs> so it's more of like the context up to that point makes it more cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's really it's a good movie. Um, I it's think definitely that it, you see the previews for it and you're like. This don't seem that good. Then you watch it and you get all the way through it and you're like, oh, that was actually not that bad. That was pretty good. Like I said, it's it's mostly is like if Santa Claus existed in real life, that's this is how he would exist, I guess. Mm. So, and, you know, no magic involved, no, you know, super cool reindeer. It's just a guy that is fat and white and happens to wear red and <laughs> and yeah, it's it's really cool though. I I I honestly thought that thought that would win just because it was more of a I guess it's not an indie film but you know it wasn't like a mainstream thing and it seems like Oscars always take those so yes and no uh good movies are good movies and like this was mm. actually a really good year 2019 was a great year for movies uh yeah. frank aside from joker i would have been happy with any of the mo- nominated movies being uh winning best picture mm. but i saw parasite uh, early, I think last week or the week before, I and watch that movie. the second I watched, like the second the movie was over, or actually in the during the movie, I uh, I text Lee Jennings. I'm like, dude, Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. As soon as the movie was done, I'm like, that, that might get it. Yeah. Like I wanted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win, but Parasite absolutely wholeheartedly deserved it. That was a good freaking movie, dude. Yeah, I need. I want to watch it. I've only heard good things about it so far. So, yeah, it's it's it is really good, and it's. I am happy that a foreign film won, because 
if it makes one person go out and start watching more foreign films, then yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is very, very good. I highly, highly recommend it. That's one of the movies I'm going to end up like buying later. Uh, I want like a physical copy of it because it really is good. Like it's just it? beautifully shot. What is it about? So I'm not going to tell you too much because the I didn't know a ton about. Actually, I didn't know anything besides all I knew was it's about there's a poor family and a rich family. That's all I knew. Not knowing what happens in it is one of the biggest parts of experiencing the movie. So I'll let you know that oh. there's a poor family who ends up working for a rich family and there's envy and stuff involved. So hmm. seriously, I don't know if it goes on Redbox or however you guys want to rent a movie, but that's one where you watch it and then actively watch it because you're going to, A, you're going to have to actively watch it because it's in, it's a Korean film. So you're going to have to watch the subtitles or like hear the dubs, which oh, I usually really? go, I usually, yeah, I usually go dubs uh, just because I'm, I don't like reading as I'm watching a movie because my eyes yeah. are focused on the words instead of like the screen. Same way, uh, same. But you, you're probably going to want to watch this one with the subtitles because the actors do a great job. And so hearing them not, or not hearing them speak is like injustice to their performance. But yeah, uh, Parasite won four awards, which is considered a sweep. Wow. They won. What is con- what like what is the minimum for a sweep? Uh, I think, I think four, because there's tons of movies this year that won two. Maybe three could have con- been considered. Well, I guess it's context too. It won four. Every other movie that won multiple, like won two. Okay. So it doubled what everyone else had. Gotcha. And the ones it won were the big ones. Like best picture is like the basically the championship of the of the Oscars in my opinion. So it won best picture, best original screenplay. I forgot it what the actual original term screenplay is. nominees. That's yeah. So original screenplay was one of them. Let's see. Um, best motion picture of the year. International feature film is the term. Uh yeah. yeah uh, and even in directing. There you go. Which yep. it wholeheartedly deserves, dude. It. I mean, it, I guess if you pay attention to how scenes are played out, how they're placed, how the camera moves throughout a scene, it's just, oh, it's breathtaking. Nice. This movie can be one of those movies where like people are kind of smelling their farts about it and they're like, oh, yes, I perceive this as that. But also it's just like a flat out good story that we haven't really seen before. Hmm. So... Yeah, it helps to not know too much, so don't look up too much about it. Just if you're going to see it, go see it. How can I watch it? You said Redbox or what? I watched it on um on my TV. There's like a Google store. I think because mm-hmm. ha- we have the same TV, so I think you have it too, Darren. Okay. There's a Google store because I watched it in 4K, and oh my God, that was a beautiful movie. <laughs> so you can <laughs> Wait, rent Matt, it through the- you have the same TV, don't you too, right? Yeah, I have the same TV yeah. too. Yeah, nice. if you rent it, because there are a few options on there. Like you could rent it from Amazon, you could rent it from- uh, uh, like a, I want to say like two or three other like platforms, but on Apple. do it on the Google store. Or maybe you can do it on Apple. Like it can get 4k, Apple but if you can watch it on 4k, watch it on 4k. I got an Apple TV 4k. So, okay. So if you, if you can rent it and it still be 4k, then I highly recommend it. So, uh, Brad Pitt won a uh, best supporting actor for Dude, once upon a time in Hollywood, which yeah, I, I didn't know that was his first Oscar. That's he, should have got best supporting actor for, I think this is their way of a, he deserved it B making up for the fact that he should have won for fight club back in the day. Yeah. Cause he I mean, made that freaking. I say he made that movie. Uh, David I mean, Finchner made that movie, but he, he was 
awesome in that movie. So yeah, that was the Oscars. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit won Best Adopted Screenplay, which, yay. Jojo Rabbit deserved it. Yeah. I love Jojo Rabbit. Watch Jojo Rabbit, then watch uh, <laughs> Parasite. Yeah, you can I definitely want to see that. Uh, Apple TV, $4 okay. on Apple TV. Seriously, Jojo watch Fi- Darren, watch Fight Club with your wife. She'll like it. She'll love Fight it. Amber Club? loved it. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, you can. I don't <laughs> think she'd enjoy it. <laughs> she can watch Fight Club if she wants. Do you think Par- do you think Brandy would like Parasite? No. <laughs> Why not? Uh I mean, I don't know her movie taste ultimately, but it gets pretty heavy like dra- drama-wise. Okay. Uh Amber wouldn't have enjoyed it. And so I imagine her taste is similar to yeah, Amber. Probably not. Yeah. She that's not a movie you walk out thinking, wow, I want to watch that again. Like I'm going to watch it again, but probably not for a while. Okay. Okay. Uh, like not to say that like, Oh, it gets so dark, but like, it's just after the movie, I'm like, I feel exhausted watching after hmm. watching that. Um, and it leaves you a lot to think about is the absolute biggest thing aside from how beautiful it's shot, how well it's performed. Uh, the themes that it gets, that it is trying to convey leaves you thinking. So I really liked that. Nice. So yeah, that was the, the Oscars. Did you guys see Eminem performed during the Oscars? No. I saw he was there, but I didn't know he performed. Yeah. For some weird reason, he, they had him perform lose yourself, which won an Oscar, but back in like 2000, I don't know, two or three. Wait, won an Oscar or an Emmy? Oscar Emmys for TV. Wait, a Grammy Grammy, right? Uh, he's won multiple Grammys, but I'm saying, but why would he win an Oscar for a song? Best original song. Wait, Oscar oh, is for music yeah. too. Oscars for movies, but there was a song in a movie. Oh, the song okay. was, was for the movie. movie. I understand. Okay. So, gotcha, like gotcha. for example, this year, best mu- achievement, original score, I think, is what it might. No, achievement in music written for a motion picture. This year was, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man, the Elton John movie. Okay. So lose yourself one for Eight Mile. The year it came out, which I, I want to, or the year after it came out. So I think it was like 2002 or three. Nice. So he did that then and then performed Lose Yourself Now. That <laughs> is very weird. Reason. That they, it was they weird. asked him to do that. And they, they cut to all the celebrities in the audience and you see like Billie Eilish is kind of vibing to it. You see uh, a couple like celebrities kind of nodding their head and then they cut to Martin Scorsese and he's like nodding off asleep. <laughs> 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 Which that's all people are like getting super hype because Martin Scorsese had that really controversial statement. Uh, t- I think last year about saying Marvel movies aren't cinema. Yeah. And black Panther won Oscars and uh, his movie this year. Didn't <laughs> the Irishman <laughs> didn't win anything. It didn't win anything. No. And that disappoints me. It, it is a very, it's a great movie. I'll even say that's crazy. So I have this idea that I want to happen. I want to create a legal like group who are a step below police officers, but a step above like mall security kind of thing. And their, their job exclusively. Sure. Sort of. They're, they're by no means cops, but they're a step between cop and like mall security guard. (laughs) And all they do is go around ticketing people who break social rules. <laughs> so just that's just all they police. do i like, want them like to outnumber example. the okay so for example in front of uh, a group my heb this grocery store there's a handicap spot and so but there's these big lines surrounding the handicap spot enough that a car could park there so sometimes people will drive up park their car in like the the double striped lane 
which is basically just guaranteeing that the, the handicap spot has a lot of room, like with I think like eight feet of room to, uh, in case there's like a wheelchair or whatever, they'll park there, run out, grab a carton of milk or something, and then run back to their car. Those people deserve tickets, and that's this, these people's jobs. <laughs> Another example is if you're in a, it doesn't have to be a grocery store, if you're in a parking lot, and if you stop because you see a person approaching their car and you want to take their spot, you deserve to go to jail. <laughs> why because you're just screwing just a big middle finger to everybody behind you see that because is you're the thinking big city man maybe wichita falls aj would never say that that's houston aj talking oh no dude i've always hated those douchebags because like it's like you want to drive around you're like okay you should always be moving in a parking lot short of a car like about to back into you you should always be moving so if you see a person get into their car and you don't see the reverse lights you continue moving (laughs) that is a huge thing for me so So you're saying like if someone is walking to their car and they like trying to predict what car they're going to and then sitting waiting yeah you deserve to go to jail (laughs) for stopping that car and just just planting a flag right in front of everybody's life because a car a person might back up because I've seen uh, it before where, like, a person walks to their car with their groceries and then they just sit in their car for, like, five minutes. No. They have every right actually, to do that. I am sitting on my high horse, but there have been times that I have intentionally waited a long time in my car because I can tell someone's waiting on me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, people that do that deserve to go to jail. They don't deserve a ticket. You go to jail. <laughs> you get your car repossessed. And now, guess what? You don't have to worry about parking spots anymore. Dude. Okay. So now that you've lived in Houston for a little bit, like compare drivers in houston to drivers in wichita falls dude i had a guy almost like almost murder me the other day okay so i was in a i was so i was on a street about to turn onto an access road before a highway it's three lanes tons of cars and the rules of the road is that you turn into the closest lane right so i'm stopped bunch of cars and the cars are moving quickly i think this uh, speed limit's like 50 plus so they're moving quickly. This car behind me, I'm looking at the guy and he's like screaming at me to go. And I'm like, I'm going to die if I turn into the road right now. So he's screaming and honking and just flipping me off all this stuff. So I ignore him and I wait because I'm not going to kill myself over this douchebag. So as soon as there's an opening, I turn in and the car, the truck, he was shocker. He was in a big truck. He pulls behind me and like revs super fast, pulls up next to me and is shouting at me. And I just kind of like wave him off. And he does, he literally jerked his car towards my car. Like he was going to ram into me thinking okay. I was going to like flinch or something, but he doesn't know. I'm like, dude, go ahead and wreck my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you, you, don't, you understand how this ends, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, go ahead. I don't, you'll go to jail. I'll get a new car. So like <laughs> he, uh, he, yeah, he did that. Like his tires basically like screeched because he like f- pulled back last minute. And then he just blew off going like probably good 80 miles an hour on this like Jeez. 55 mile. Like, yeah. So that type of attitude is basically like my acceptance of go ahead and wreck my car has skyrocketed. <laughs> I should probably be more conscious that I could die, but I'm just like, dude, go ahead and just ruin my car. I the don't reason care. I asked that question about like which drivers are worse is because I like seem to much more prefer driving in Dallas Fort Worth as opposed to Wichita Falls because at least Dallas Fort Worth drivers are like are required to be aware of everyone around them. Wichita Falls mm-hmm. people, no one, they don't care about anyone around them because they don't have to be because there's like you know one fourth amount of traffic on the road. And you know what? I think that's true. I'll give you that. 
it's it's so frustrating because well this isn't an example of necessarily awareness it's more just a guy just driving a big truck and being a douchebag but so yesterday i was leaving sonic on kemp i mean i assume that i don't have to describe that necessarily but basically i was pulling out of the sonic uh on kemp like going towards dairy queen like on that little road between like that comes off camp you guys you know what i'm talking talking about anyways so i was pulling out of that turning right going like on the little residential road going towards camp okay so as a driver when i'm pulling out of a, a very small like it's a residential road and even regardless, but specifically in a residential road turning right from that side, like I should never have to look to my left or never have to, never have to look to my right where I'm going. Right. Cause that's where that's the direction I'm going. There should be no cars coming down the road where I'm going to. Right. The, Cause if they are, they're on the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I look to my left to make sure there's no one coming from the, the direction that the car should be driving you pull out and then go onto the go onto the road and then there's this giant truck that is currently on my side of the road that like is honking at me okay. and i'm like what is going on and so i pull out and then stop because i see this truck coming and then he stops and then honks and then <laughs> does like a little like points you know two fingers at his eyes and, and like at me back at me back at him back at me back at him like <laughs> okay. as if i i should have been you. looking for him like yeah i'm watching you type face and i'm just like okay Dude, you were the one driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> but basically what happened was is that I guess he, because after he passed where I was, he like pulled over and in front of one of the houses that were on that residential street. So like he just was parking on the wrong side of the road and mm. was mad because I didn't look to my right when I was pulling to the right. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was so was mad. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. And like, although like, you know, defensive driving people would say like, okay, well you should always look both ways. But like, my insurance says it's his fault, so I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. And there have been times, too, that, like, there was this one time I was uh, pulling through an intersection. Um, it was a green light. I was way back behind it. And, like, it was very, very clearly green. had been green for a while. And this old lady just drove straight through the intersection. <laughs> and, like, I like if I had continued going at a normal speed, we would have wrecked 100%. And like that was, it, there was like a split second in my brain. I thought I should just keep driving, but like <laughs> yeah. because it's like if I hit her, like this is because this is at a point in time my my car was really struggling, and I was like I'm probably gonna get a new car out of this. <laughs> yeah, and like that's insurance fraud, but they don't know that. You know, like they just know that she just ran a speed stoplight, and I got I hit her. Like it's not my fault, you know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then you know I just just natural reflexes kicked in, and I wish they wouldn't have. Uh, Dude, there's um. The other, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, but I was just sitting at a red light, and um, the, so there, there's the three lanes, and then there's a first set of cars, and then I'm in the second set, like right behind them. Gotcha. But there's a car and a turning lane to turn left, and uh, then there's the left lane, middle lane, right lane. The car, first car in the left lane. The light turned green for the turning lane, and the car in the left lane just took off and just like just went through the intersection. I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And then the truck just started following behind them, and I was like, "What's happening?" You're about and to see truck, someone get murdered, dude, is what yeah, you're about to see. The truck just slammed on his brakes, and he just had to back up a little bit too. And I was like, "Dude, what? Why'd that car go?" <laughs> there have been situations where like I have been stuck at a red light. And then just like 
I mean, I say situations. There's been like twice in my life where like I'll be at a red light and then I'll just start driving. And then what is I'll wrong with up, you? Like, <laughs> like it's more just like autopilot. And it's, it's, it's honestly happened a lot like in the middle of the night. Like whenever like there's no one else on the road and like I'm just driving like and it, I guess I've been doing a lot of like cause whenever a lot of lights are already like on the flashing reds. Like, and I'll just pull up to it and then sit there for a second and then just start driving. And then, like, I'll get halfway through the intersection and look up like, oh, God, it's still red. What am I doing? Like, you say it's autopilot. Like, autopilot is, like, what it, you're supposed to do. Like, you autopilot, like, oh, I drove home. Like, how did I, like, you kind of don't remember doing that. You just did, you just committed a crime. <laughs> it was illegal. <laughs> I mean, I realized as it was happening, but, yeah, I just, I, I got nothing. I, I have oh, no geez. excuse. Uh, <laughs> uh, before I forget, another thing. If you get to the front of a line at a restaurant, like a fast food restaurant, and if you don't have your order ready, you should get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm at Starbucks, the line is never short. It is perpetually long. We get up to the dude. He's like, welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order? And the person goes, hmm, you should get a ticket right then. <laughs> the second you don't, the, the words of like coffee, please, is like not out of your mouth. Uh, so I have my joke for this is the name of this organization, A, I want them to outnumber cops like three to one. I want these people everywhere in every store, everywhere. AJ, how do you pay for that? There's a lot of douchebags out there. And so lots of tickets. Uh, I want them to be called social security <laughs> because that's not going to exist in a little while anyway. So we might as well use the name again. So Another recommendation that's kind of similar to yours is that if you are in a drive-thru and you don't immediately have your card ready at the window. Oh, yeah. Another, yeah, that's another one. Because Absolutely. That, that is the most frustrating thing to me. And, like, I, I, will, I will admit that I may be guilty of some of those tickets because that has happened to me <laughs> many times. <laughs> and I've realized it. Like, But it's more of, like, out of a shame, like... I get to the drive the window and then I'm like, oh god, my I don't have my card ready. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> but, but hey, you learn. You're not I mean. You don't go to jail for every crime. And there's <laughs> there's degrees and there's levels. The ticket Repeat can be as low as and yeah, the, yeah. The ticket can be as low as like five bucks, ten bucks. It depends on the thing. Because my big thing is, I mean, technically, like that car who that parts in the illegal spot. That's technically worth you can call a cop or like a tow truck. But what cop? I don't want cops to take time out of their lives to handle that kind of petty crime. Like there are real crimes out there. So we need, and this is going to be my bill to Congress. Like we need a group of people whose job is to exclusively handle these petty crimes. <laughs> oh my God. So with That's that, solid. I also, rem I also remembered Matt. Did you hear that cyberpunk got delayed again? Yes. I've I, heard go on. I was just going to say, there, I'm fine with delays because like especially nowadays because that means that they're polishing it more and just making it better, obviously. But like, there's so that actually I think it was that same day that Cyberpunk got delayed. There was like, I think it was within the week. There was four AAA title games that got delayed, and I'm like, dude, okay, you can't like. Well, did you hear the rumor of why? Because they're uh, trying to, I think they're trying to get a, a different release date 
than I think Final Fantasy or something else. I think. I, I think it's. Be, I've heard rumblings. The granted, there's no real merit. It's like a person of a person of a friend who heard. It's because they're trying to release their stuff on the next gen. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So Cyberpunk is pushed to uh, September. So people are basically saying like PS5 con- like confirmed for September basically. Yeah. And also yeah, they are. I, I also imagine they are running from the like running for the hills from Final Fantasy. Well, like there's also there's got to be a time where you just got to release the game too. You know, like I mean you can't just keep delaying it. Like oh no, it needs more polishing. We're not done. Like dude, okay, I, if you keep delaying it, people are gonna forget about you and just. I, I don't know. I'm in the exact opposite camp as you, Matt, and we've had this conversation before. Like, I, especially in the age of early access games and being abused by saying they're early access, That's... I would much rather have the exact opposite. I'd much rather have them never have an early access games and delay games for 15 years. Because <laughs> early, early access games are different because early access games are on PC. This is a console game we're talking about. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that, like, I don't want. I would rather have a finished game be released rather than them release it early and then like make changes to it afterwards. Like or it, like I don't know. I just, I think it's fine. Um, I just don't. I don't want to play an unfinished game. I don't want them to to be bound to a release date. And also with a game like this, like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, it doesn't matter if it gets released in twenty years. People are still going to play it. Like it doesn't matter. Maybe like, I mean there's, it's, there's it's a popular game. enough. Uh, it's the same thing as like Half Life four like. Or Half Life Three. The game's been like you know, obviously not not a real game. Realistically, it's not even been delayed. But I'm just saying that like it doesn't matter like if the game gets delayed. Last of Us Two. Like if it gets delayed two more years, people are still going to play it when it comes out. Like it's 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 popular enough. People like it enough. They're it'll suck while you're waiting, but people will still play it. I mean, there there was a game. Uh, do y'all know what The Last Guardian is? Nope. No. The, that game was... Uh, let me see when it was announced. Uh, hold on. And while you're looking that up, yeah, I, I mostly agree with Darren. I feel like delaying a game only hurts the business, and so I would rather them do that and then release a, a finished product with maybe less people buying it as opposed to releasing a garbage game that a lot of people play and we're all yelling at it because it's exactly. broken. Because there are a lot okay. of games that do, like, you know, they they do release on a release date and then people are like, well, what the heck? Why is this game so buggy or why the server sucks so bad? Or why is the story so lame or whatever? You know, it's those things like just, I don't care. Just have a finished game. So mm-hmm. there. Okay. So the last guardian, it was a PlayStation three exclusive game and it was announced back in 2009 <laughs> for the PlayStation three. And it released, uh, in 2016 for the PlayStation four. Nice. Well, I mean, it's so, a, like there's tons of games like that. Like Duke Nukem took, I think, over 10, 12 years to come out. And then it was all, absolute dog trash. I, I mean, I'm just saying if you announce a game and you keep delaying it and then to the point where you just don't talk about it. And then they're like, oh, you remember this game? Here it is. Like, well, I guess I, yeah, what, what I'm talking about, Matt, are like triple A games that are, you know, very hyped up. Like I've never even heard of The Last Guardian. I'd never heard of it whenever it was out or when it was being talked about ever. So that's I understand your example that one got for, forgot about, but like the big games that people care about, like if Call of Duty like delayed their game for ten months past the normal release date, people would still play the new Call of Duty because people like Call of Duty. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like yes. the the big popular games that everyone's going to play regardless. Like that's what I'm talking about. Not just like these indie games that 
you know, people are maybe not going to play anyways. Yeah. So. I mean, again, because the only person that's hurting instead of us spending money and getting a broken product, they're just losing money because uh, you can make that decision of like, you know what? I'm done waiting. I'm just not yep. going to get that game. Then it, just, it no longer exists in my mind. Like I would rather have that than shell out, which I wouldn't, but like shell out 50 bucks for a game. And then it ends up being dog trash. Like that happened right. with, um, the newest WWE game. Like they straight up were just refunding everybody. Cause the game was apparently like purposefully released broken. Where like dudes were like, this game is broken. And they're like, release it. We have to release it. We'll have a big patch, but release it. They're like, okay, it's broken, but sure. And like, Hmm. like literally like you start a match and your dude would just start floating and you're like, really? This is a professional company. Like I'd rather just uh, delay the game a year than that happen. Like imagine if they would have done that with uh, fallout 76. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Just delay the game so cyberpunk and a bunch of other games was delayed but final uh, seven final fantasy seven got delayed into whatever i think it was april or something and then it got yeah. delayed which was that was gonna be a big month so i'm actually happy that cyberpunk got pushed i i actually heard a rumor too that uh final fantasy delayed because the release date was the same day as uh cyberpunk so they delayed and then cyberpunk delayed <laughs> so they're like well <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but that's what i've heard if that is true, and I think we're one of the Resident Evil game remakes or whatever thing is coming out then too. But it's like one of, those, yeah, one of those games needs to just bite the bullet and just have the worst sales or something and just come out. <laughs> uh, was there any recommendations you guys wanted to mention for anyone to try, do? Play the new Pokemon game if you got if you can. Oh, new Pokemon. Nice. Hey, I'm proud of you. You had a recommendation, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is... Uh, Brody Smith, if you don't know who that is, is he used, he used to play Ultimate Frisbee professionally, is now converting to a professional disc golfer, and is vlogging his entire journey as becoming a professional disc golfer, and it's incredible. It's really that's good. Actually, that's actually interesting. I don't know anything. I am the most, like I say the most, I am super ignorant about that, but I know the name Brody Smith. Yeah, and he, basically Brody Smith, if you've ever seen like a shot video with a Frisbee, there's like a 50% chance Brody Smith is in the video. That's how because, I saw him. He was on the Dude Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Dude Perfect or, yeah, I mean, he's basically anything on YouTube that has a Frisbee in it, that he's probably in it. Um, but, yeah, so he is, yeah, becoming a professional disc golfer, and he's vlogging his uh, journey, uh, you know, all the practice and all those kind of things. And, obviously, I have bias because I like disc golf, but, yeah, it's really interesting, so... But yeah, that's my recommendation. Well, go awesome. find Brody Smith on YouTube and watch his vlog. So, awesome. Uh, my, I said mine earlier. Go watch Harley Quinn: Birds of Prey. Make like give them your money so that DC makes movies like this more. <laughs> so, nice. uh, oh, actually, ooh, real quick before we uh, get off, uh, if you want to send us a a message or a recommendation for a topic or anything, send us an email at genre geek cat or genre geeks cast at gmail.com and you can have your letter read like this oh the yeah we have an email nice we got an email from a fan from a guy okay. named wayne wayne okay yep he said you guys are very geeky and i love it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh he's basically saying we're really nice blah 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 uh his question is <laughs> no, I want to read it. That's, that I'll send it to you guys. Okay. Uh, his question is, what was the catharsis that got you into your weird thing? 
Oh, wow. So like, for example, like I, I'll answer, give you guys time to think about it. Uh, I got really into comic books because I loved the old 90s Spider-Man animated show and the X-Men animated show. I loved those. And so I wanted to learn more about that, which just led to me reading comics, which led to reading to different comics, to different comics, to different comics. So that the nineties uh, cartoon is what got me into my lifestyle of, uh, <laughs> of reading comic books. Nice. I don't, I, I think I know how to answer this question, but I don't know which of the weird things that I am interested in should be the answer or like the thing that I talk about. Like, because I mean, I play disc golf. I like board games and I guess I like Frisbees. So I guess I'll just do board games because that one's probably more relatable. Um, I actually, when we were uh, in, when I was in high school, um, me and three others, uh, next door neighbor, my sister and another, another next door neighbor, you used to play Monopoly like during summers, every single day, like literally, I'm not joking. Every single day we played Monopoly for like like, there were weeks that we played it, like, six times in a week. Like, it, it was stupid. Gosh. <laughs> so, if you know me now, you know how much I hate Monopoly. Um, and that may be say. part of the reason. Um, but, like, I guess that was the biggest, the, the first thing that I really, the reason I enjoyed board games, because it was something that, like, I could occupy my brain with of like, okay, how can I make, how can I make the most efficient decision? How can I, you know, what, where, what properties do I want to own? That kind of stuff. And so I was, like, mm-hmm. like able to try to figure out strategy and everything like that. And then I started, basically when I started at MSU in college, there was my friend named Seth, and he introduced me to a board game called Settlers of Catan. And that was the first game that I ever played that actually felt like, holy crap, like there's actually some reward for playing strategically, like unlike Monopoly, where you can just freaking roll the dice and then win, like who cares? But anyways, and so he introduced me to Settlers of Catan and then also into... um, I think the next game we played together was called Castle Panic, which is like this co-op game. Anyways, um, it was essentially was Seth. Seth really was the reason that I got into board games, and he owned like seven or eight like board games I'd never heard of, and like okay, we got to play all of these then. And yeah, and so that was pretty much it. I kind of fell in love with the hobby and bought too many games and owned too many games, and yeah, that's I guess that was probably my the reason I got into it so much. Mine, I guess, my biggest thing is the video games. I love playing video games. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember when I was little, my very first console was the N64. And I remember uh, walking around with uh, always having a cup of chocolate milk and <laughs> playing uh, Smash Brothers. And I... I I don't remember this, but apparently I, like, enjoyed playing Smash Brothers so much, and I guess no one ever really wanted to play, <laughs> but I would use one hand on one controller and another hand on another, and I'd fight against myself. Dude, Matt, you should be a Prodigy player then. What do you, what the heck? <laughs> why are you on this podcast, yeah. and why are you not traveling as Smash Bros? <laughs> but, uh, and every time I got to the Master Hand... I would go running to my mom, be like, "Hey, uh, beat him! I can't beat him." So well, she always <laughs> told me you were afraid of it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> what a weird thing to be afraid of. <laughs> it was a giant floating hand, dude. When you're like five years old. This is the severed old. hand. Where's the rest of him? <laughs> <laughs> it's either but, a severed uh, hand or a really big person. That <laughs> that's what 
got me into playing video games. I love playing Smash Bros. and I still do now. Awesome. So thanks for the email, Wayne. Uh, yes, I want nice to read to the rest know. of your email, Wayne. Thank yeah, you I'll, for send, I'll send you guys the email. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, if you guys have something you want for us to talk about or anything, send us an email, genregeekscast at gmail.com. And that's going to wrap this episode up. So, See you. Until next time. Bye.